Hey everyone, welcome to episode 8 of the VRverse. This time I'm joined by Surgical Gaming. Um, before we get on with Interview Surgical, I just would like to apologise for there not being an episode last month. It's just been a crazy busy time for me. didn't find the time to uh, post. I did put a video out explaining a few days ago, so if you haven't checked it out, I'll link it down in the description there. If you want to check out the reasons for my delay and the episode not being here next month. But now let's get back on to the guests. Welcome, Surgical. Hi, Paul. How are you doing, mate? I'm really good, thanks. It's good to be back recording an episode of this. Um, first of all, what I'd like to do is give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell people what you do, where you do, and things like this. Like, promote yourself, tell them, tell people what you do and where to find you and stuff. Sure, okay. So, my name's Surgical. I have a channel called Surgical Gaming on Twitch and also YouTube. And I also have a podcast called Behind the VR Headset where I do basically... Same as what you're doing right now in the in, in Neos, basically with avatars. Have a good laugh, like to get some funny outtakes at the end. And yeah, it's been really good fun. Yep. Um so we always like to start with probing questions, but first of all, I will link down in the description to all the surgical socials, so make sure to go down, give them follows on all them, um, subscribe and things it will be linked in the description of the episode as well. Uh, make sure to go and check them out. So I always like to start with the question with people, um, what was your very first like introduction and experience to virtual reality? My first experience to VR was PlayStation Worlds. I'd never used PlayStation before that like, headset wise and I saw it and I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. And then eventually I went out and bought it, but... I didn't just want the headset. I bought all the peripheral, everything you could buy with it. Yeah. And it was the Shark Tank experience. And I was just, just amazed because you slowly descend and it's unbelievable, especially if, for the first experience. You've got all the, all the wildlife swimming around and stuff like that. And then the shark bit came. And by the end of it, I was like, I just, I just blew, all I can say is it blew, it blew my mind. It was just the, just the best thing I've ever experienced in, in gaming ever. So that was my first experience. It was um, it was epic, yeah. Yeah, what what really I find mad is when I um the first episode of the show I did with Turk and Lasagna who do a lot of Neos Lasagna is the one who's helped me redo my avatar's arm and things. Um when they were first in and I I, I asked them the question and they asked me and I was like, Oh, with PlayStation VR and they were like, Whoa, like never really spoke to anyone whose first experience of VR was PlayStation VR and I'm like I think like 90% of the guests on my show, <laughs> their first experience has been PlayStation VR. So I was like, is it, is it that crazy that I, that was my first experience? But then obviously over the time, I found out it isn't because a lot of people I find on the show that's been their experience of VR, the very first one they got. Yeah, because yeah, back then everyone associated VR with, with a PC because there, there wasn't really, like you've got the Quest 2s and stuff nowadays. Yeah. So it was like, if you already had a PS4, or PS4 Pro, it's it's only a few hundred quid to, to get into it. Yeah. So yeah, it was um it wasn't something I planned. It just happened. I didn't go to my friend's house or go to a shop and try VR. I just remember the old films back in the day where where they would just kind of put a headset on, you know, like Lawn My Man, Lawn things Man, like that. Yeah. And they'd just be like, wow. When you're a kid, you're like, oh, I want to do that for real. And yeah. then I saw how people explained how it felt. And I tried it myself and then haven't, haven't turned back, just been constantly in VR, like literally just VR. Bit bit of flat screen stuff, but 99% VR. 
Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Um, again, it was more like you said. It's PlayStation become like a, a, the entry level for VR because if you had a console, like you said, it was a three hundred quid, three hundred fifty quid, or whatever to get into it. Where, like, if you didn't have a PC, it was, or if you had a PC, you might need to upgrade it. It's like pay, pay for the part, pay more for the headsets because the headsets are more expensive than what the PlayStation come out as. Um, so. Same with you, I didn't ever plan, I didn't even ever plan to buy PlayStation VR, but as someone who likes new tech, I was just, the day it came out, I was like, it's a scrout, scary net to see anywhere, it's actually in stock in the local Argos, like a, a basically, a, I know, I know you'll know what it is, <laughs> other people who don't, basically just like a, yeah. sells everything type of catalogue shop, I'm in the, in the UK, they had one in stock, and I was like, in work, I was like, reserve it, reserve it, I want it. <laughs> And then... Yeah, that's funny because I'm actually I've actually had you on my podcast, so you were my last guest. So at the moment, I'm I've just gone past editing that exact part that you were just talking yeah. about. Yeah, so that's really interesting that you because you said that you wanted to you didn't want to get it first, and then it was just like a kind of off the cuff. You just, you ended up buying it, right? Like a formal. Feeling miss, I'm, I'm feeling I'm going to miss out on something cool here. And then yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, and then scoured that there to get it. So, um, is there any like I know you 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 play a lot of pop one. This how met met surgical. Um, turned out I was just uh, Skeever's Skeever's backup. <laughs> wingman, you were. wingman, as I seem to get explained. <laughs> I think it was us <laughs> when he was yeah. on the show. Yes, yeah. So when I interviewed Skeever, he explained it. What happened was. I put up some after the fall videos and then Skiba started commenting because he obviously works for Vertigo Games and after the fall. So I said to him one day we should play Population One. So we we arranged that. And what happened was he bought a third with him, which was which was you. Yeah. And I just felt like it was that situation where you're going on a, on a blind date with somebody and you bring a friend along yeah. in case the other person turns out to be weird. <laughs> Which I did anyway, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, I know we were planning on maybe jumping into some... We and Ski discussed that week, maybe jumping into some Apple Fall or into Neos, and then he messaged me saying, oh, I'm going to jump into some Pop 1. Do you have that? I was like, wow, I've not played that since the first season pass come out. Like, I bought the first season pass wow. and I played it a lot. And then... I think I got to about level 10 on the season pass and then just stopped playing because I just started to find the people I grouped with were all stopped playing it. So it was like, I can't, I can't be bothered just jumping in with randoms all the time. And like, yeah. So it sort of I died off of me as well. And then I was like, yeah, I'll jump in. And obviously, probably showed my skill level on that night. I hadn't played it for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny, though. It was really funny because yeah. we just kept losing. It was when Metropolis Royale was out. And then it was the last game that we won but it was people were glitching into walls and stuff. Do you remember? Yeah. People were glitching and they were inside the walls and it was all stacked up against us and we won in the end. That that was great. It was great. So with, with Pop 1, it's like, now they've got a level 61 and level 62. Right. And I've added loads of guns, so there's more players coming back. I didn't play myself for a couple of months. After they took away Metropolis, I was like, oh man, I did the normal mode and I was like, it just seemed slow compared to Metropolis, where you hot drop and it's just non-stop shooting, shooting, shooting. Yeah. And a couple of weeks back, I did a private lobby on my community, just Metropolis, and it kind of got 
the bug again. And then I played yesterday for about three and a half hours. First hour and a half was like, I hated it because the new guns and you're getting used to things with the, the new guns. Yeah. And then I just went back to my old guns. And then after after that, it was it was quite fun. So, yeah. Yeah, I was like, um, when I played it, I was like a massive fan of the P90. And then obviously they nerfed it a bit. And then I was like, no, <laughs> move to the um, UMP5. I think it was after that. And then that became my favourite gun. And then I stopped playing. And then I was like, I don't know if anything's been nerfed or improved since then. Because obviously I've stopped playing it. So I lost up. Like just stop checking updates and seeing what's being nerfed and what's being what. Um, yeah. But, but the, um, I know they're doing a lot. They do a lot of work on it, so it's good that they keep doing these updates and random modes and stuff. It's better. At least it's, they're not just let it. This is what you've got. Deal with it. Um, yeah, they, they, they do keep busy. They do a lot of updates. There is constant things that are there that come and go, like little glitches and stuff. So people do get annoyed sometimes. But overall, it's the game that I've probably spent the well, definitely spent the most time in VR. Because like seven thousand games, just say an average game is five minutes. Figure that out. That's that's a lot of a lot, lot of hours. A lot of hours, yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly, yeah. this is what I spent most of my time in VR in the office. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny you, you should say that because I, I came into Neos for the first time with you. Yeah. And I saw your studio, your original studio, and and yeah, it just blew my mind. Like even now, this is your new studio. I love a new studio, by the way. And obviously, it's up in the sky now, isn't it? And you've changed your avatar. Avatar looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show everyone your uh, bionic arm. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's excellent. That is, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, um, there's like people who don't know Neos that the Rexomium avatar, which is a model you buy, is quite popular in Neos. Um, there's quite a few walking around and I just thought, you know what, I want something that stands out, that is me and I'm a fan of Cyberpunk, I'm a fan of Synthwave and I just thought, I want something that's me and like I said, I got in touch with Lasagna about giving it a bionic arm, like an augmented arm, uh, put an augment on the eye, put the hair on myself, a uh, different outfit just to make it look cyberpunky. Um more around the current game. I wanted to keep my, my original skin that I designed for it, for the rest of it, because um, mm-hmm. I like the purples and pinks and blue colours I, I made for that. I always thought that sort of, the colours is sort of my brand now as well, so I was like, if I start messing about with this, I'm going to have to like look at, people won't recognise it as me, and just like, you know what, I'm, at least I've got the colours, it's all there. So yeah, a lot of work went into it. Again, this is, <laughs> explaining my video why I was the, Content was a bit quiet for over a few a few weeks because it was a lot of work going into getting this all sorted as well. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I listened to your video, but I didn't want to watch it as yeah. yesterday you brought out because I wanted to see everything for myself when I when I came into this world. So yeah, done a wicked job, man. Looks wicked, looks fantastic. Love it, man. Love us, uh, really great your studio. It was like it's weird how it's like um, grown over time because. I mean, I showed you the original one, which is like a, just a cornered off thing. Um, I showed you. Um, I had one that was a bit like yours, just a one floor one. Yeah. And then I moved into. I thought, you know, I want like double floors. I want to have a lot of space to mess about with, even more space just to mess about with. So it turned into this one, and then it's gone onto like a floating platform again. Um, that video I'm going to link down with about the updates. I do a little walk around of the 
of the new studio if you want to see that as well. Um, again, that'll just be linked down in the description. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it after this because obviously I've seen it now. So yeah. So what was interesting, obviously, yourself when you came into Neos, like I said, you you. It seems to happen every time you bring someone in, they like they realize what this is and the potential it's got, and. Like you said, you've started your own show in here and um, you've brought people like Mac and VR in for the first time to show them it. And I know from discussion on, on your show with him, he was just, again, he was in the same thing. He was just, wow. Like he said, he's never felt so like um, impressed by virtual reality for a long time when he came in to see when you showed him around. Yeah, so he, he uh, we were, I can't remember what we are doing. I think we were watching something and he was like, we're in VR and he just said, like his hairs were standing up yeah so he's just like that's this is amazing he's blown away i think we've met up once since then in neos but we do need to set a time and just go world hopping yeah because i've done world hopping once i think like properly and then the problem is with world hopping in neos is within two or three worlds that you hop into you'll find the really cool one and you end up just staying there and yeah. just forgetting you're supposed to be world hopping. So, yeah, yeah we're well, trying, cool. trying to arrange a time that, like, me, you, Mac, and maybe yeah. Skeever can get in. I know it's a bit harder with Skeever, like, I'd like to yeah. jump in with Skeever and go in and show people around with him, but sometimes it's like three in the morning here when he's going in, and I'm just like, no, I'm, I'm tucking him <laughs> in bed by then. <laughs> yeah, I, I did I did a session with him last week, and it ended at like four or five in the morning. Yeah. So, we found this world that is basically. I think they've remade the whole of Half-Life 2 Episode 1, or they're working on it. Yeah. And it's just, like, so huge. It's unbelievable. I don't know how they did it. It's crazy. Yeah. Some people have made some crazy things in here. Um, and if you find them, like you said, when you find them, you're just like, God. But like you said, sometimes you can just then get stuck in that world and just talk <laughs> in that world rather than jump around world hopping. Um, yeah, yeah, I went, yeah, yeah. I, w I went to like a random place. I didn't know what it was. It turned out to be a casino, yeah. and like playing with these because I'm still getting used to it. And then all these avatars and stuff. Because I went on VR chat maybe once, and then I tried out Neo and I deleted it. So, but my point being is that the avatars and like we were playing and like cards. It was just insane. And people are talking to you and they're looking at you. Yeah, and it's your brain's trying to compute it and it's just like what the, what's going on here <laughs> it really is it's, it's still to this day i still it still freaks me out sometimes but in a good way so yeah i remember i was explaining it to one of my old managers when we were in them um, when we were in lockdown saying like you don't realize the interaction you get in vr that you don't get just playing a standard flat screen game like you said people are looking at you people are gesturing at you people are, and you you just you lose the fact that you're actually sat there with you think you're just sat there with people like you don't after so long it just becomes like oh i'm just sat with someone like you would be if you were sat in a pub for say. <laughs> um so outside of obviously pop one neoth is there any um vr games that you you recommend like you would say to people this is what you should play <laughs> like yeah yeah i mean the main game that i've been playing recently since I've calmed down and pop one, there's a game called RFVR, which yeah. is currently in a demo state. 
it's coming out of early access in the next few months but they're giving everyone the free demo to try it out you know iron out bugs and things like that but it, it's like just an easier way to put it is skyrim in vr the way it should have been and just the demo map alone is 50 square kilometers and that's that's an eighth of the map yeah so it's going to be 400 square kilometers and i've seen i've i've seen the, the actual demo size and i've been given some spells that no one else has got and i've gone i've actually no i took you up didn't i yeah you took me in yeah yeah, I've, yeah yeah so i took i took you into it and then i flew you up and then you was like wow <laughs> it's huge yeah the map is huge and what like i was saying to you when we were playing it what impressed me is the draw distance it's not it's not popping in you just look out and you can see all the mountains in the background and stuff it's just i was like don't understand how they managed to get that detail the, the draw distance that detail will keep it as far back as it goes yeah it's it's crazy because you, you can like you said go in the mountain and then not a single tree pops in you can see all the trees in the distance yeah and you can see towns and villages and things like that it's just insane because there's only two two guys doing it and they're working as well at the same time like full-time jobs yeah and it's just crazy what they've done and they keep updating it so there's there's so much you can do in there so you can just spawn in and just go running wild into the yeah. into the woods like, like i did or you can go to the main hub town and then do the tutorial so like how to cook how to hunt and things like that then you can build by hand you can build different structures and then you can make like a, a place to upgrade your armor you put crystals in there and get like elemental armor and then you've got just like all different little places where you can upgrade and you can spend hours in there like just smithing you can just smith all day and upgrade your weapons yeah and just the amount of activities is uh, crazy because even there, there's like 20 20 odd quests just now at this moment and i've been shown what's coming and it just blew my mind that they just told me what was going to happen and you wouldn't believe it and there's stuff where you could only dream of in vr yeah. so i'm so looking forward to that and it's just a free demo so everyone if they're into that kind of game give, give it a go i even i even i went into the demo and then i met up with the devs just to have a play around and we got chatting and stuff and they showed me around and i ended up making a video about what the game is about like a really quick four minutes about the game yeah. what it's about because you can't squeeze it all it's impossible to squeeze it all into a video like a short one yeah. and then after that i made the trailer for their demo so that's on steam so on their page i actually made the trailer for, yeah. for the demo so i just love the game i really believe in it and it's gonna be insane and uh, we should go in there again soon Gabby, i know you were like saying like time flies on you now like when we yeah. played the other day i didn't realize we'd been going nearly two hours i thought we've been going about an hour max and i thought <laughs> i was getting hungry and i need something to eat so i was like i'm gonna have to get something to eat but then when i actually stopped and looked at the time i was like no i'm not getting hungry you've been in the nearly two hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's crazy because we were just trying to level you up to level five just by doing the missions yeah. so on kind of if you look at it just walking around and looking at it it doesn't look like obviously it's a massive world and stuff like that but you really need to explore and then you fall into like a hole or or a well or you stumble across some caves or an enemy base there's even a dragon in it as well there's all kinds of things that you just stumble across because there's no it doesn't hold your hand as well yeah 
So it's not like I'll go here, do this, do this. In the missions it is, but what the, what the devs wanted is like more freedom of ex- exploration, which I really appreciate because you just you just don't get that in VR. No, like you said, um, like so Fallout and Skyrim made ports, but they weren't made with VR in mind when they were made. They were made with consoles in mind. Um, they just decided, you know what? It's Bethesda that like to to milk everything they can out of every game they've got. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did buy. I have bought Skyrim about four, five times in different yeah. consoles and VR. And honestly, I've never completed it. I even bought it in VR. Spent three, four hours modding it up, and then yeah. I didn't. I haven't played it. And then this game came along, and I was like, "Oh, okay, who needs who needs Skyrim?" <laughs> See, I got it on my first ever ever VR PC, which is like minimum specs for VR. Um, and I decided to get into PC VR. Um, I just have to. Up- I basically. My- I knew I looked online, my processor were, was good enough. Everything was good enough, so I just thought I'm going to buy a, a graphics card that's good enough. And then, like, the lowest level graphics card that you can, that's VR ready. Um, and then when Skyrim came out, I did the same as you. I bought it, modded it, spent it, modded it. And it's at the very beginning um, when you first see the dragon and you've got to run through the village and go into the tower. Seems like you ran, yeah. ran through that door, it just forced closed Skyrim. And I, <laughs> and I was just like, because my PC was just like, no, I'm not, I'm not happy running this. <laughs> yeah, oh man, because it was a 1060, you were saying, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, firing me up VR is brilliant. You have to mod it up, it, and when you put all the mods in there, it is like an epic game. It is, it is epic. I did say, who needs Skyrim? But Skyrim, at the end of the day, is like still going. When did that come out? 2013, was it? Yeah, I think yeah. something like that. It's still going strong. Still going yeah. strong. You still see people who just that's all the play, and they're like, "What? They're like, how many hours have you got in this?" I think there's um people go about and just make their own stories up and stuff in there, like uh, <laughs> usually like a role play thing. It's like you're like mad. Of, yeah, but... yeah. There, there is, there is a, there is a multiplayer mod out on Skyrim as well that I heard of, but it's not in VR, unfortunately. Yeah. So. That's the good thing about this game because you can team up with friends and just yeah. go wild. I think like with a big open world game like that, it's always good to have multiplayer because only on your own you can start to just like oh, can I be bothered now? Um, I did it with Fallout. I've always got so far into Fallout VR, Fallout Four VR because I love Fallout on the consoles. But again, VR puts you in that world and it seems like you're more lonely. <laughs> Because <laughs> you're in the world on your own, it's like um, yeah, it's like a weird thing. I'm not like with the idea of Fallout stuff. You're meant to be this person trying to do all this, but trying to get help from strangers and things like this. But I always think feel like in the VR version, I just like to have someone walking around with me who I can talk to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, with with Fallout VR, it's you need to mod that quite a bit as well, don't you? Yeah, and that's been out quite a while now but it's always on sale for like six quid and i always yeah. think shall i give it a go i played it on the consoles i thought it was good and then i just find something else buy loads of games i've got like a whole section in my steam of unplayed vr games yeah and it's, it's getting bigger and bigger yeah. <laughs> so i just try and hold off buying buying games to be honest for now until yeah. there's something something big because pcbr at the moment you're getting some good stuff, but we need another. We need like another Half Life, Alex kind of game. Well, saying that, we both have. You've got the Half Life Two 
VR mod, the one that's upcoming, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I saw your video. So that is something something else because when you go into the world, the train, and then it all kind of lights up and opens up, yeah. you're like, wow. Yeah. And that game's from 2004. And granted, they have, they have redone some stuff in some of the levels and they've added lighting and particles that weren't there. But it, it looks amazing. Because, I mean, when, when you actually talk to Wormsley, who's, do, who's, who's doing the mod, when, when you speak to yeah. him, and like you said, uh, it looks fantastic. But yeah. you haven't just been making the mod for it. They've, they've been fixing textures. They've been adding, like you said, adding lighting and particles that wasn't weren't there. And you just think, I mean, making the mod must isn't time-consuming enough, I bet. But going around and adding stuff into the actual game as well, like it's just just mind-blowing. Um, I think yeah. I, I mentioned it in, in my video. I said it, it's a weird thing because... Um, I do I say right at the beginning of the video it was like Half-Life 1 and 2 modernised first person shooters yeah. they were the ones that made them what they are today um, and then Half-Life Alex come out and has set the standard for what VR should be I mm-hmm. think it's it's just we you just see the love that Valve put into the games and it's great to see Half-Life Alex 2 Half, I called it Half-Life Alex in my video Half-Life 2 getting <laughs> Getting some extra love with this VR mod, it's like reborn. It's, it's it's made the game reborn to me. It's it's great to be back in there. Um, I, I remember all my fond memories with it when it came out, <clears> and <throat> now you go into it, and it's like a whole new experience. Although you're playing a game you played before, it's like it's it's crazy. Yeah, I played I played the orange box set on the Xbox, but ages ago, so I don't remember. I remember some of Half Life, the first one. Half-Life 2, I don't remember anything. So I, I know I've played it. It's like I've never played it before. So it's yeah. like experience it again for the first time in VR. And it's it's crazy because um, I, I was streaming it. And just everybody wants to get their hands on the mod. Yeah. It's out this year at some point. But yeah. there's a lot. There's so much buzz and interest, and Wormslayer and his team just done an amazing job. It's unbelievable. Definitely, what I found interesting is like it, it's ran through Steam. It's not like you inject the files by copying them over. So like, yeah, yeah I'm quite interested to see how they're releasing this on Steam as like a something you buy from Steam. Cause I, yeah, the, yeah. Sorry, come. I've obviously I've not looked into obviously the logistics behind how they're going to be distributing it, but then. When he said, "Oh, when he said, when I, well, I asked him, could I check it out? Because I said, yeah, I've been watching people play it and I'm very interested in it. Um, and he said, oh, yeah. And then sent a key for Steam. I was like, oh, I was expecting him just to send me like a a one, a one <laughs> a shared file on Google Drive or something to download so I can copy the files yeah. over. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Because all you do is you just need Half-Life 2 on Steam, and then you launch Half-Life 2 VR, that's it. Yeah. And then you just, you're in VR in the opening opening menu. And if you don't own Half-Life 2 on Steam, it's a look around the internet, you can find it for a couple of pounds. <laughs> not even that. Yeah. Not, not even that. You yeah. get that game, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been out for a long time. It's very, you can buy, like, CD keys and things Definitely like that. Like CD keys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Two pound maximum, things like that. It's not a, something that you're going to have to break the bank to get. No, definitely not. But yeah, like you said, um, like walk. Yeah, there was one part that made me laugh. Um, 
obviously it's a normal script from the game, but when you get your your suit in it and it goes, oh, at least the gloves fit. He said, oh, well, your suit still fits you well. Well, the gloves anyway. But as he was saying that, I was like looking at my hands because I was seeing if the gloves had been added to the hands when I got the suit. <laughs> but he said that line, I was like, oh, yeah, my, yeah, my gloves do fit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that that it. I'm yeah. sure that it. it's crazy what they've done. It's it's, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's just, um, but yeah, definitely keep an eye out for that one releasing at some point this year. Especially, if, I mean, even if you're not a Half Life fan, or you've never played Half Life Two, I would like be absolutely love to be going into the VR experience completely blind, like I've never played the game before. <laughs> but the problem I had is um, when I got the PC VR and I was looking for like how do I do this in VR, a lot of things mentioned Vorpex, so I bought. I bought Vorpex, um, and I played Half-Life Alex 2 in Vorpex, and I was blown away then because I was like, oh, it's got full, like, stereographic 3D for VR and blah, blah, but obviously playing with a game controller, I was like, it's just crazy being in this world, and then going back into it now with full motion controls, and I'm like, this is like, again, it's a new experience, again. Yeah, it's like, I have Vorpex as well, but I need to spend a bit more time researching it because I've played games in vr but i just need to because i've got the index and I, I need to get the ratio right so it fills up my whole screen yeah so there's always a little kind of line there where yeah, it kind of smooths out yeah. yeah yeah but the vorpex is great for just games that just old classic games you can play in vr i think it's only about 30 quid so yeah i actually bought it just to play elder scrolls online in vr because it should be like massively into that like yeah it was just crazy how much use of Elder Scrolls Online. And I was like, can I play it again? And I found it. I just searched Elder Scrolls VR. And that came up. So I'm playing it in Vorpex. I was like, great, okay, I need to go and buy Vorpex. And then... But I think... What I find hard about Vorpex is... There is... There's people out there that sell it like it's the bread and butter of what's going to... What for, for if you want to experience any game in VR. But... I'm like they say every game will look great. Every game is fantastic in this, and I'm just like, they're not not every game. <laughs> like <laughs> there's some that do work really well, but I'd say it's probably about fifty percent of them that actually work really well. <laughs> the rest yeah. work, but you don't get the full. Like I've I've heard a lot of people go crazy about. Bioshock Infinite using it, and it's it's one thing I'd never bother trying. I've tried Bioshock in it. Bioshock looks okay, um, but I've not used Warpex for a long time. So I thought I bought Bioshock Infinite, and I thought, right, I'm gonna just jump in in Warpex. I've used Warpex for so long, and everything just seemed distorted. Like the statue seemed really, really tall and uh, and wide, and I just thought I can't, I can't imagine me playing it like this. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a lot of tinkering. You have to do a lot of tinkering with settings. But once you know, obviously, you know. Yeah. But it's, it's, you have to tinker around with a lot of stuff. So it's better to use the forums for that kind of thing, I, I guess, which is what I was supposed to do, but I never I never did. Yeah. Um, There's a game. What's that game called? It's like a survival game when you're out in the snow. The Long Dark. The Long Dark. So I, I started playing that, and it was great. And it was really immersive, even with the, the bars and stuff. Then I, I stopped playing it. I loved playing it. I never played it before. So a lot of games that I've saved in case there's a VR mod, and that was one of them. Yeah. But I wanted to get the get it full screen, but I never kind of 
followed it through. And yeah. Another game like that is The Forest. Uh, the, for- uh, the Forest, yes, The Forest. Yeah. So I never played that in flat screen because I just thought, this game is really big. There's going to be a VR mod out for it. And the first time I played it was with my mates all the way through in VR. And it was, it's just great fun. It's hilarious. Yeah. That game is brilliant. I, I don't know how the first people that played The Forest figured it out because it's just a big island and it just doesn't tell you anything. It doesn't tell you anything, no. Um, I got, my first experience of The Forest was VR as well. Um, I just got recommended to buy it. Um, yeah. Survival games weren't really my thing, so I didn't bother even looking at it outside of VR. But someone was like, you need to buy it, we'll jump in together. And the people I jumped in with had like, played through it about three, four times in VR, so they were like, <laughs> tell me where to go. And like, 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 like you said, if it, I went in blind on my own, I'd be like, there's no markers to tell you where your mission is. You've just got to explore. Mm-hmm. I've never like found some of the caves you have to go in. I'm like, what? I wouldn't have ever found that. Like, without exploring meticulously every single inch of the map. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, when I started playing, I, I streamed it on Twitch and I was with my friend who's completed it. And I said to him before we started, don't give me any spoilers. I don't want to know anything. I want to figure it all out. Don't even give me hints. And then it didn't take long for me to go, right, just give me a little hint of where yeah. we're supposed to go now. Because unless you're into just surviving nonstop, I, I, I love survival games. And just literally exploring. You could spend 50, 60, 100 hours in that game still trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, like, hats off to the first people that actually figured out what you're supposed to do. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, Another the, one. The screen hell's oh. come out, but I haven't... I've not tried it yet. I've played it on the Quest, but I know the Quest was, like, a, a watered-down version because I needed to run on a Quest, and they the took parts out. So the PC one is just basically a different game in a way. Yeah, so I I did get that on kind of uh, just after it came out, which is quite recently, and it it didn't run very well. So I did the, the tutorial, and I thought, let me get past it, and then I went out into the the main world because it is different because it's like a bigger map and there's different yeah. things you can do compared to the quest version, and then it started running a bit better, and I was, I put everything on low, and I thought. Let's see how it runs. But then it started running bad again, which is such a shame because I've been waiting years and years and years. I've been holding off playing it. I know the the devs are working on getting it optimized better. Yeah. Because I, I've I've got a twenty seventy super and I nine seven hundred K, but there's people with ten series and the guy runs brilliant on medium and this that and the other. I'm like, oh my god, I've got a better setup. Yeah. But it works better on a lesser graphics card. I will buy it again. Yeah. Once they iron everything out, I will buy it again, and I will, I will definitely just play play the hell out of that game. It's quite like it's one thing that shocked me when obviously I've spoke a lot of you about it, and I was saying the same as you. Like it runs, but runs badly in, in at times. And I think someone uses FPS VR, and they've they've got thirty ninety and i nine, and and they're showing that the FPS thing and the CPU is like red, and he's like, yep. why should it be? Like, again, he's knocked stuff down, settings down and stuff, and he's just like... But I had that issue with it. I think a lot of people had the issue with the demo, and a lot of people fed it back to them, like, you need to optimise yeah. it. And it, it's, I'm just shocked that it's come out without looking like any optimization work's been done. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I talk about this a lot, about people bringing out games in, in a state like that, where it's going to... I know for a fact it's a brilliant game, but bringing it out in a, in a state like that, and then you just kind of 
people lose confidence, people refund it, and they won't come back. Even if you do fix stuff, some people will come back, right? Mm. If you, if you look at Larson Watts, it was had a big hype, you know, had all the marketing and everything yeah. like that, and then it came out. There's plagued of issues, and the plague based on day one, and then it just kind of dipped down, and yeah. it's just. I, I do have that game. I haven't pl I played it a couple of times. It was fun when I played it. We were we had a few drinks and we started playing. But then it's like any game. It's like War Dust. There's the, always these players that are just better than everybody else. Yeah. So luckily we met some guy, a random guy, and he was he showed us, told us how to play properly, and it just became instantly a lot more fun. Yeah. And it's actually it's actually a good game. It is a good game. I mean, I think the problem is um, it's more prevalent in in vr more present in yes. VR is your first release can make the difference between how your game is seen um yeah like for example i know it got absolutely ripped on when it came out on playstation uh <laughs> no man's sky but yep. obviously he's made it better he's made it a lot better um he's it, kudos to, to hello games for so just keep plugging at it because could have been easy from just say well it's it's failed and leave it uh i know i don't i didn't ever think they would because when you heard him talk about it before its release mm -hmm. he was so passionate about it so i didn't think he ever would but he could have they could have just went oh well it's all right you failed um but i think yeah. if that came out as a vr game rather than the playstation 4 time if it came out now as a vr game in the state of the original i actually don't think anyone would go back to it the year and a half later before they did the first fix everyone is like no you've had your chance like we've moved on yeah 100 percent. because they are such a small community it's obviously growing at the moment but if somebody brings out a game and it's in a bad state it people refund it and then they give a negative review yeah so it's just like it's hard to kind of gain the confidence back of people once you've re released a game in a bad state, it's, it's like I've lost count of how many early access games in VR there are on Steam. Yeah, <laughs> and so many of them are just not in a state where they should even be in early access. And it's just like I know people are eager to get it out and get people to test it and things like that. Yeah, but you're making people pay for it with like like I mentioned before, RFVR. They said here's a free demo, early access later down the line in, in a few months from now. Yeah. That's the way people should do it because you shouldn't go for the money, like the money grab. You should just say, look, it's free for now. I think Veil VR are doing that as well, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're doing a very like free, like a free open play test things on before it releases. Yeah, and it, I believe it's in July, so that's the the way to go. Is give it for free, get the feedback, and if people like the game, if there's bugs, people understand. If you're you kind of fix it, the issues, yeah. especially the big ones, and then people are more likely to buy it because they've seen you fix the game, uh, develop the game as they've said, oh, can you fix this? Can you fix that? Yeah. So that's, that's you know, you've got to gain people's trust. And then obviously the biggest thing, especially with Steam games or, or any VR game, is people, I know I do, I always go to the reviews. Yeah. And if you see a lot of negative stuff, it could be like a, a game that you'd really love. But because a lot of people don't like it for the reason that it's not running properly or things like that, yeah, it kind of puts you off. Yeah, like that type of thing. If there's a lot of negative views saying performance is not optimized and blah blah, you, you, straight away you're just like, well, I'm not going to enjoy that because 
yeah. performance isn't there. And you would put you off. Maybe the, maybe the fixed performance, but these people don't go on afterwards and say, oh, now the performance fixed. It's good. They just leave the original stuff on there. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I mean, just what people are thinking sometimes because... I've always worked in like sales and marketing, customer service, that kind of stuff. So I've got a bit of knowledge about things to do with that stuff. And it just, it's just, I just, yeah, just, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Going, going for the cash and then lose, everyone loses confidence in you. Yeah. You fix your game, put it all, all over Twitter and advertise it. Oh yeah, it's fixed and this, that. And people are going, nah, you had your chance and they just go on to something else. Yeah. So this is one thing that's came up recently. Um, I know through discussion groups that I've, I've been in is obviously we just had next fest um and to be fair i mean i played rf i know rfr was there i played it before next fest with you and mm-hmm. um, but they put the demo on there so i didn't really take that into account as a next fest demo for me yeah um, i'd already played it but there was only when i went through I, I, i'll admit i don't play them all i'll look, go through and look think which ones i think would be I'd like, <laughs> like yeah. So I downloaded about five, and there was only one that I actually enjoyed, and that was um, Runes Magus, which I thought I'd enjoy because I love Japanese RPG type mm-hmm. games, and I've always said I'm I've held back on not getting hyped about that because I've been hyped for so many games that are claiming to be Japanese RPGs, and then they just haven't been good. So I've tried that demo. And obviously, it's instant. It's an instant buy for me. Um, but the other four, I was like, I wouldn't touch these. One of them was uh, Mayhem on a Rainbow something. Just, mm-hmm. just ran so terrible, and it just seemed like was, it was. Yeah. Just seemed like it was an asset dump. It seemed like the one. <laughs> it was like a wave shooter where you just taken assets from places and just dumped them in to make them charge you. What and was that called? Uh, Mayhem on a Rainbow. Oh, okay. Well, it um, sounds like a fitting name, doesn't it? After what you just told me. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I can't which ones were, but the other, I was just like, I wouldn't buy these games now. So in that way, I'm like, is your marketing of a demo putting a demo out that performs like that good for your game? Is it good for you? Like, <laughs> you'll probably understand. With, with like, say you've got a thing in your marketing. If it was me, I would be. Like, I wouldn't put it out. <laughs> if it's not yeah. running, running smoothly and things like that, I'd just be like, we'll just have to miss it. Yeah, it's funny you should say that because I know Mac in BR streamed it and he was on the Pico and he had issues. He didn't stream it, he made a video. And other people have played it and it's been fine. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't again it might be just an, an optimization thing, which is something that people need to be on top of. So it was like thirty three games in the yeah. Steam Next Fest in VR. Yeah. I didn't I didn't download any. I've got a habit of downloading a thousand demos and just never turning them on. Yeah. Because I just think that's just a demo. So, I mean, that goes back to the RFER game because it's a demo, but I've spent 40, 50 hours in it yeah. and I'm still finding stuff. So there was another one. I've forgotten the name of it. It was just a shooting range. It's like a multiplayer. I've forgotten what you're doing it. Like I might, might be zombies mm. and it's like, it looks great, but there wasn't any real content. So yeah, it's, it's a showcase for the guns, basically. Yeah. Like it's said, still good, though. I always find there a bit of, like, a risk now, demos, because the demo could set a present for that game. Like, I've, like, basically will never think I'll look about Mayhem on a, Mayhem on a Rainbow, 
because of like I know how it's just it's terrible and I know someone <laughs> uh, uh Ball who I used to do the VR Souls with he busy every wave he's around for the next fest he does like free nights of streaming going through the demos and there was ones that were on there that were only um only work with, with a quest mm-hmm. and he's like what about on the steam point? yeah what's the point of putting this out like the like the control bindings it obviously showed in the headset but they only had quest binding so you couldn't use any other type of controller yeah, see, most of the, I know most of the Steam VR users are, are Quest owners, so yeah. it's probably aiming at them. But then people like me, I've got an index, so I yeah, I, I just wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> like I said, it, it turned out bad for like it could turn out bad for them because if like if you download it and the demo's only for Quest, it's like, well, why didn't you think about anyone else in the market, like? And then some people probably wouldn't buy the game out with just like yeah you you didn't support any demos so I'm not going to buy your game type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only get one chance to to make a first impression. Yeah, and I think a lot of people forget that. I think a lot of people are like, let's just bring it out and see what people think. We'll, we'll get a bit of money and we can you know put that towards the game. But you've got to think of it in a different way. You've got to think about what the people actually. Th- are going to think don't think of it from your point of view you've got to think of it from the opposite side of you so it's the same thing with sales you've got to talk to somebody and think about what what they're going to think and yeah. how they think and things like that but they do it the other way so i think that's what like sales and marketing people are for basically yeah so if you're developing a game just chill out and just get it to a state where it's playable and it's okay. optimized yeah. Remember, I got contacted about trying a game, and I didn't know much about it. It's when I first got into PC VR, and it was like, oh, it's early access. You basically, on it basically was more of an experience. You're on the back of a dragon flying around and things like that. And I was like, right, okay, that, that sounds interesting. They all had um, all the team had like special effects from movies on the CVs and stuff, and I thought, oh, it'll probably look really good. And I played it. Uh, I don't know if it was the article on my website because they used to have comments, but I turned them off because they just started to get ridiculous on. On the website, it's too many, too much spam over yeah. actual comments. So I thought I'm just gonna disable comments. And I think it was on the comments someone said like, "I wouldn't cover this game." The people who were making it, it was in early access when they give it to me in VR, but they actually like put out on early access for a flat screen, mm-hmm. and then just stopped doing updates for like for about three years on it. And then the update after three years was. Oh, we're making it into a VR only game. And everyone's like, well, all, all these ones that have backed it in early access over all the time <laughs> on PC now, you're just saying, that's it, we're going to VR. It doesn't matter, you've, you've got you've got that version of the game. And I was like, really? Yeah, yes. And then when I looked, all the mm. comments on Steam were the same thing, like in the discussion part on, on the page, like people saying, when it's gone to VR, saying, like, oh, what? So you're just forgetting about the people who originally backed you in early access. And I was just like, oh dear. <laughs> Yes, you can't do that, especially with people with early access and Kickstarter and things like that, because yeah. people work hard for their money. Yeah. And they're putting the hard-earned money in your pocket because they trust you and they believe in what you're doing. And yeah. it's going to go towards making the game better and helping out the developers. And then if you turn around and shut off 95% of the people that are back to you, it's like, yeah. <laughs> what do you expect? It's just going to backfire on your face, yeah. I think I've had quite good luck with Kickstarter because you hear a lot of people like 
where it's hit the backing goal and the company's ran out of funding and pulled out and you just lost your money. But like mm-hmm. anything, everything I've backed at the moment, well, not everything. Um, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for the ETE controls, but they're apparently shipping this by the end of this month. Um, I understand them. They have an issue because there was COVID, there was chip shortages, and they're using chips in the control. Like, so I understand their their reason, and they've I've kept honest updates all the way through. Um, so yeah. I, I, I do, and I, I know VRBug who does a lot of work, like just works for them, and I, he's always giving updates, monthly updates, saying this is what's happening at the moment, like yeah. apologising. So I, I do believe they will arrive, and I'm I don't mind waiting for that because there's good reasons. But I, I think everything else is basically, apart from lo-fi, is being delivered. But that just seems like a, a project that's maybe going to be like, um, what's it, what's it called? Not a VR game. Well, I think there's a VR mod for it, which is one that like took made loads of money through Kickstarter and backing mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh God, what's it called? Like the, the spaceship one. Oh, we're not sure. Star Citizen. But the bit there took loads through Kickstarter and it's like been in development for years and years and years. And I think this is. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I've completely forgotten the name, but yeah, yeah I do know what you're talking about. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I forgot the name. Like that, that, is it going to be, I don't know whether this lo fi is going to be like this because he's like, oh yeah, it's PC only, PC VR when you back it. And then he's like, actually, I've made this Quest demo. And then he's like, oh, now PlayStation VR 2 is come out. It's going to come out on PlayStation 5 and PlayStation. I'm like, just finished a PC version that people backed mm-hmm. before you start thinking about moving it to other, other things. But like I said, I think it's just going to yeah. be a long, a long process before that comes, if, if it ever arrives in a final content form, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you need to be very careful though, because if he's done the Quest 2 demo, or he or they, then Quest 2 is like got the most the volume of headsets yeah. that I, that I, that I that I know of, and of, of uh, users. So yeah. a lot of developers will go slowly towards let's put more emphasis on the quest, yeah. because what they're doing is that they could be sending out the feelers to see how many people download the demo, look yeah. at the feedback, compared to on Steam, then it's going to, again, people just chop and change. You need to stick to one plan, execute that well, then people on other platforms such as Quest, they might look at the Steam reviews or how the game's developed, yeah, and they'll you know they're more likely to buy it. So it's not about going for the money first. You've got to make like your the people that believe in your game. If you promise things, you've got to make them happy. Yeah, then you can expand. You you shouldn't just widen out the cone, like you said, of what you're doing, because then you've got too many too many plates to juggle, and it yeah. just takes it's going to take forever to to release. Okay. And people lose interest. A good example it. of it is um, with too many plates to juggle. It's it's, it's just cause a big issue there is uh, Joyway. I've mm-hmm. always said about Joyway, um the start a game but never finish it. Mm-hmm. And then obviously the, the games come out which was sort of finished. <laughs> there were songs on there, more than one song and a campaign on there. Um yeah. Stride they were constantly working on in early access. And then obviously they said we're making this roguelite out out outliner or something. And then Outlier. Outlier and then that's mm-hmm. They obviously can that. They've turned around and said, We've got, we don't have the manpower to do it. And I was like, Well, that's what we say. You need to <laughs> finish something before you. It's always been a thing. Anytime Joyway were tweeting out, This game's coming out. It was like, mm-hmm, yeah. you, haven't, you haven't finished your last game yet. Like, finish one off. 
You're only a, you're only a small yeah. studio, so finish one off before you start putting more work on your plate. You know who's really notorious for that? I didn't realise how 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 much they actually did it until I started looking. I clicked on their on them, and then I started looking at the games that they released. And they've got like games that've been early access for like five years. Mm. The guys that made the Gang V games and Raptor Raptor Labs, yeah, yeah, Raptor Labs, Raptor Labs. And I, I played Gang V when it first came out. Janky, it's like GTA in VR. Yeah. You can find, you know, I, I I still loved it. it. Had loads of bugs, but I haven't put it on for a while. I loved it because we did a battle royale, and I was flying the helicopter. My mate was right at the back. Shooting at, shooting at the enemies at the gas station, trying to blow it up, and it's like you can't. There's, you know, there's no way you can do that in VR. Yeah. So it's got so much potential. I did read something. They said that they've had issues and things like that. I think they tweeted it all on their page. But now they've they've got to where they need to be, and they're going to concentrate on Gang V and finishing off the other projects that yeah. they promised. I just hope that they don't go back and just say, "Oh, we'll, we'll, we've got another game coming out." Yeah, because obviously, um, I know we we went in and played it after meeting up on on part one. Went in and played standout for a few yeah. nights, and that again was like one of their games that I, is that still in early access? Or I think they've got a version one out, didn't they? When it went on to Oculus as well, I think the classic is not yeah. no longer early access. I don't know; they might still be in early access. I don't think they know themselves. <laughs> yeah, the thing with standout is. I loved PUBG. I put a lot of hours into that on my Xbox because it was great fun with friends and I wanted something that was like PUBG. So that's very similar, although it's obviously very hard to get all the PUBG assets in and get the, the, what, the same, all the attachments and all that. Yeah. But it is really fun with friends and they have done little updates here and there. But I just think it just needs a good, a good like overhaul, a bit of loving. Yeah, and get more players involved because if you've got a game like that, well, obviously you've got Population One, which everybody plays. For me, I like that game because it's more realistic. It's got the bullet drop and yeah. all that kind of stuff, and I, I do love the the maps. Yeah. So I just think that if, if that needs a bit of love, because I know with what's the Battlefield, they've got a game that's like Battlefield. Yeah, Warzone. Warzone, no. Wardust. Wardust, yeah. Yes. Now, Wardust has got loads and loads of updates, and it's very, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I heard that a lot of it is from the community themselves doing stuff to the game. Yeah. So I understand what, what the devs are saying, what they went through and stuff. I just hope that, like I said, they start giving a bit more love to the older games that they've that they've made. Yeah. Because there's people holding off buying, so say, that for example if i bought that back in the day and it was still needs work and they bought out four games since then or whatever the number is you're not going to be you're not going to believe in them so you're not no. going to buy their products even if it's going to be everyone says it's great you know yeah. so like that's what i mean i know those people in when i played standout a lot the people in the squad i played with standout didn't buy war dust because like that view they haven't finished standout mm. yet so why am i going yeah buy that game <laughs> like yeah yeah and more dust is brilliant fun though it yeah. is brilliant fun it's just like loads of people there's tanks there's helicopters there's fighter jets and things like that it's like a massive war don't get me wrong it is fun but i prefer more of a kind of game that is like standout PUBG, where yeah. 
you only get one life and then you've got to just survive till the end basically i prefer that kind of game is more more it's more at risk so with a game like standout it's just like a non-stop you don't care if you die because you just respawn yeah but it's they're, they're both brilliant fun they're re- they are really fun games though yeah um so one one thing that came on twitter um was quite interesting actually it just came up today or last night someone was talking about um vr with campaign modes like single player solo story type campaign mm-hmm. and like they were asking people what the top five is so what they've played um it's one thing that i do like that still seems to be happening in vr there is some really really solid single player campaign games still yeah. around my, my biggest worry was when all this metaverse and blah blah talks added, a company's just going to be thinking about multiplayer. Like, forget making these single player games. We would just want to make multiplayer where we can maybe yeah. get people in and do blockchain and get people to buy stuff. And, and I thought, don't, please don't. And there's some companies obviously you've stuck around, and there's some really, really solid single player games out there. Um, yeah. I don't think they get a lot they don't get massive coverage because i think a lot of coverage is like with streamers is they want to play multiplayer because they want people in there it's multiplayer streaming is a lot more engaging because you've got other people and you've got to think about other people and it's not just a case of you sat playing a, a start like that's one thing i hated doing was was when i used to stream a lot was streaming story games because I was more interested in what's getting said in the story than what people were ask, asking me in the chat. Yeah. I was like, actually, I want to enjoy what's, what I need to know what's going on. Um, There's a few, there are a few that stand out that are great single player games. I love a, I love a single player campaign where you can just get lost in it. Yeah. I love more. I never, you won't believe this, but I never ever used to play multiplayer games. And I've been gaming since I was, like online multiplayer. Yeah. I've been gaming since the NES days. I just never played till Population One came out, and then that's when I started doing multiplayer games. Yeah. So, but before then, I, it was literally never. So I think the the person asked. I'm not. Don't worry. I'm not going to put it on the spot and say, "Give me top five because this is what the person asked. It took me a long time to think about mine, and I had the, <laughs> the time to think. So don't worry. I'm not going to. Um, but I know as my top five. I mean, number one. I mentioned it earlier. It's defined what VR needs to be now, Half-Life Alex. Hundred <laughs> percent, like, yeah. There's no I I find it weird when that's not top of people's list, but I suppose people have different tastes, so I'm not gonna say they're wrong. But then um, mm-hmm. I'm right. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Um people have different tastes. Um <laughs> but I've yeah. got two I put Moth Moss and Moss Book Two. Didn't really wanna both of them are outstanding. Like I didn't want to I was finding one of them was going to be my number two, and I was struggling to fight to to separate which one. Because mm-hmm. Moss Two built Moss Book Two built on Moss One, but Moss One I fell in love with. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Number three, I put Resident Evil Seven, and this is the PlayStation VR version. Obviously, we've got the mod on PC VR now, which yep. to me makes it better. Although. It's a weird thing because you're still button pressing to open stuff and pick stuff up. It's not like a, it's basically all you do is you've got hand movement and you aim manually rather than with a con- like trying to aim a reticle on a con- on controller. But it just seems like a much more 
to better experience. And I don't know why. This just having that freedom of having your hands moving does that. Um, yeah. But it's still a solid PlayStation VR title. Yes. Um, then it was number four, a Wanderer. Wanderer was like. Well, I explained it in my review. The Wanderer is like the best experience I've had in VR since Alex. Um, I thought it was that good. Like, it blew my mind the the way they did the time traveling and the taking stuff from one year into a different year to solve a puzzle and things like this. And then number five, Fract. I absolutely love Fract. <laughs> it's just high adrenaline, fast paced fun. Something that we don't really like. With it being single player, if I think that's why it works, I don't think Fractal ever work as a multiplayer because it's too crazy and like it's too action orientated. It was weird. Um, I put at the end it was such a hard decision because there were so many PlayStation VR single player titles that sold me on VR, but obviously they've improved over time, so it's hard. I wanted to put them in just out of love for the, what they've made me get into VR but I thought there's the better titles like I would have loved to put Robinson the Journey on there I know it's a very mixed game I know people it's a Marmite game you have a love it you see people say it's rubbish or you people say it's amazing which <laughs> um, to me it was like the very first VR game that stepping out of that pod at the beginning just blew my mind like looking around like i'd had like wow experiences but this was like a holy shit wow experience <laughs> like i was like what the hell is it <laughs> like, yeah so i wanted to try and get that malicious out of love for that game because it again it, it cemented that vr was like when i first got playing VR, i still did flat screen i still but that was the one that cemented in my mind that i just need to be playing vr i need to cut back on flat screen and now I play FIFA and Destiny on flat screen and that's it. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, for me, so like you said, everyone likes different stuff. Hard to put a top five because yeah. I know definitely Alex, Half-Life Alex, everybody thinks that is the top VR game just because of the graphics and things like that. Yeah. Also, a single, if we're talking single player, I enjoyed Sniper Elite VR. Yeah. Because I just, I love sniping games. And when I play games, I like to do them on the hardest mode and turn off all the assists. So I had to measure the bullet drop for myself and things like that. So yeah. I wanted to be ultra immersive. So I really enjoyed that campaign. That was really fun. I need to go back into that. I'm not sure if they made, I think they might have made a harder mode, even harder. So since it released. Uh, did you ever play that game? Yeah. Um, yeah. I've always been a fan of them on the flat screen. So when they said yeah. it's getting VR, I was like instantly like, this is a game that I love to play in VR. I mean, trying to get Tesco shots in VR. <laughs> <laughs> and when, I, I like, when, when yeah. you get your first one in non-VR, you're like, wow. Cool. Yeah, look at that. Like you feel really like you've had an achievement. But when you're actually looking down the scope and you've got the control in your own two hands of like, if your hands are shaking, it's going to shake. <laughs> yeah. So when you get that shot and it does the X-ray and you see the Tesla explode, it, it's like again, it's you like another level. Like, hold on, I've actually I've had to stay steady-handed to do that. Like, it's not just yeah, 
telling it to, well, I mean, I know there's a button to hold your breath, but it, you could still easily just miss the shot by your arm shaking. Yeah, for sure. Because I remember at the end of Sniper Elite, there's a really long shot on, on the lighthouse. And I cracked it, I think, first time. And I just like, I can't believe I just did that. And it just, because normally it's got the crosshair and then you've got a little arrow that shows you where it's going to land. Yeah. And I just turn it off. It's like any sniping game, I feel you need to be able to do like figure out for yourself and not have any assists on. Yeah. That, that was a brilliant feeling. I also liked, this is my top, games it's not my straight top five but yeah. my top kind of single player games um the uh the room is it a room or the room the dark matter have the you played room. the room the room yeah, yeah. The, the escape room i've never ever played it um i've seen a lot of i've seen people play it and i couldn't tell you how to do the puzzles i'm watching them i sort of like lurk stream when it's puzzle games because i always think yeah. if i do ever get around to playing them i don't want to be able i don't want to know what i'm doing but yeah, I can, I'll yeah. listen to them and I'll try and like, look every now and then. But I try and like just, I just like to be around for people's streams and give them the, like even if it's just lurking, at least you're there type thing. Yeah, yeah. I've, I mean, I'm the same basically. That's why I didn't watch your video yesterday. I just listened to it. <laughs> yeah. So then you've got you've got that where it's like sent in set in like the 1800s. I think like Victorian times, and you're you're a like a detect police detective and you've got to figure out puzzles it's all it's all puzzle based but when i went into like there's right at the start you you do these little things and you think wow that's so cool and then it's like you, you, there's like an egyptian artifacts like there's a sarcophagus and there's all these little bits and pieces and then you just got to figure the room out and i just loved it like trying to figure all the stuff out there is a hint system if you get stuck but i don't i don't use that you, I think you get three hints if you really do get stuck, but I'll try it. I don't think I actually used any, but then you've got to have that patience to to sit there. Yeah. I mean, I turned it off a few times and I'll go back to that later. That was a brilliant game. I really enjoyed that. With There's a couple of games that I really loved, but I still haven't finished them, which is Asgard's Wrath. I played about 10 or 15 hours of that. Yeah. And because I was on my Quest 2 with virtual desktop, it ran okay, but I just knew that I could play it would look better if it was wide. So I've got the index now. Yeah. I do need to stick Asgard's Wrath on. Yeah. Especially with um like that like Half Life Half Life Alex, it was all medium or the with the Quest 2 wirelessly. Yeah. And had a really good route and stuff. As soon as I got the index, it was max and there's like max or very high. Like a couple of things turn on a little bit. It yeah. just looks like a totally different game. Yeah. Then you've got Lone Echo as well, like just floating around in space. For me, I started it and I thought it's like a repair simulator. Yeah. Then I've got to the next step where things kick off, but I didn't actually continue it just yet. It was a while ago that I, that I played it, so I do need to continue continue with that because that game is really cool as well. Just yeah, I finished, finished the first one. Yep. So excited for the second one. And then I think I've done maybe just two, three hours in the second one. And then just sort of, I, I want to I wanna finish it. I will finish it, but it's just, you know, like, I feel like it's a game you've got to be in the in the right mood to play. <laughs> there'll, yeah. there'll, be, there'll be one one day I'll be like, right, I'm going to finish that. And then I'll play it until I finish it. Not in one, like, obviously I might have a break and play it the next day, but it's yeah. 
with the movement system and the way it works, it's like for me, it's one you've got to be in the right mood to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with other games, there is like I'm, I've done a bit of it. Like I said, Green Hell. But I just know that is going to be right. That's right up my street. Even doing what I did when it was janky and what I was doing, I was like, "Oh, this is what I've been waiting for in VR." Like, it just—it's just painful when it doesn't yeah. run properly and you have to refund it. And you just know a game is just brilliant. Yeah. So that—that's—that's that's on my radar. As soon as that's fixed, I'm going to go back to that. I know that'll be one of my favourite single-player campaigns in in VR. I never played the the Moss games, to be honest. I never I played them. You should absolutely. Amazing. Like, um, at the time when they were coming out, I was like, is a is a platformer going to work properly in VR? I know like there was Super Lucky's Tale, things like that. Yeah. I, I, well, Lucky's Tale previously on the Oculus, but I never really got into that. It, it was a bit childish for me. Um, and then when they said this was coming out, Moss, and the Polyarch reached out to me saying, like, do you want a, re- a review code? I was like, yeah, okay. I thought, if I don't like it, I haven't paid for it. But I played it and I was just like, it's just a different level. The, the work they've done just on Quill, like, sells the game to you because she's like, Quill the mouse is so well animated. The animations on yeah. it are, are perfect. Yeah. And that constant, that instantly makes a bond with it because it, it seems like it's, it, it's really animation on it. It's crazy. And then you obviously got to help parts of the world out and things like this is in your role while you're controlling it to make or do puzzles and i was just like it's definitely that adds more bond because it's up to you you've got a healer like you've got to grab hold of and pick up the healer and stuff just absolutely blew my mind i was like it does show that the can work astrobot did it as well that was one i found hard to leave off my list astrobot vr and playstation yeah. vr see I'm, I'm weird i'm really weird with vr platformers Astrobot, I had the PSVR for a while. Astrobot, I never got because I was waiting for it to go on sale. And I said, because it was like 30 quid. And I was like, I don't know, 30 quid for a platformer. And then I was the same with Moss, waiting for it to go on sale. Even to this day, I'm waiting for it to go on sale. And games like that, you know they're brilliant if they never go on sale or or like once a year. Yeah. Like the room, uh, the the Dark Matter game I was talking about, that's really rare that goes on sale. Very rare. And that just shows you a good quality game. Yeah. So what was weird with Astrobot is, I was like in the same mind frame. Although I enjoyed Moss, I was like, "Oh God, I, I don't know if I can put it." I thought it's going to be childish. It's going to be very childish in design and things like this. And it was actually at EGX in Birmingham. Um, yeah. They had PlayStation VR there. Well, but what the year they had PlayStation VR when Beat Saber was coming out, they had a, like the, the VR part. The first year I went, the VR part was. Just Gran Turismo. <laughs> that's that's the only thing you could play in VR there. And I was like, oh. yeah. And then the second year, when Beat Saber was coming out, oh, sorry, the Persistence was there as well. But the Fire Sprite games that took their own. It wasn't part of the the PlayStation VR section. It was just them on their own. Yeah. Um, so I got a chance to play the Persistence, which I love. Um, but let's see. And the next year it was like Astrobot Tetris. Beat Saber and Blood and Truth, I think it was, the, the ones I had there. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I forgot about Tetris. Tetris Effect, I love that game. Yeah. It was so, like, zen and just all the effects and everything like that. And, and Blood and Truth is, how could that not be on my list? Yeah. It, I, I love that game. It, a lot of people said it needed 
it wasn't as good as they thought it would be but i just loved every second of it it was just yeah. great not because we're from England and you've got like Lock, Stock and Snatch and those rock and roller kind of films and it's like being in a Guy Ritchie film, wasn't it? Yeah, what I'd like them to do if on PlayStation VR 2 is although the point and click move system works because it's very action orientated yeah. I, w- I would love like, and I think it's the best way they could get it to work with the move controllers um, but I would love now if they do one PlayStation VR 2 like a second one, to make it free locomotion where you, you crouch down behind the cover yourself and and just have the free roam. Because you could still yeah, keep the yeah. action. You, you could still put the chasers in where you've got to use the analogue to chase them. Like, and things like that. I'm sure they will, because in this day and age, if you're bringing out a game in teleport mode only, it's um, it's very limited people that will buy it. So, yeah. And the PSVR toolkit is, is definitely going to be able to handle it. It's definitely yeah. going to be able to run a game like that. And it's going to take it to the next level with a PSVR 2. Yeah. So Blood and Truth sequel would be great. That would yeah, be excellent. Yeah. I actually wanted to do a Russia Blood sequel as well. That game was yeah. top level to me. I played that as well, PSVR. Yeah. I loved it. And it, it was amazing. And it's just, we, we did talk about that on, on my podcast, about the yeah. games like Russia Blood and Super Hot. Like they bought out a second super hot, but they didn't VR it up, and you're just like, yeah. why, why? Because that, that's a staple for anyone that buys a VR headset. First game I say to them, well, it doesn't have to be a first ever experience, but to have on your on your list is is super hot. Yeah, I think it's probably like the best selling game behind Beat Saber for for VR. So yeah, weird that they chose not to. Like yeah, I did I did the Beat Saber demo. Seems all right, but it's just not yeah. not for me. I don't, I don't know. A lot of people love it, and the the music and stuff is not my kind of genre. Like the stuff they have, so that, I think that doesn't doesn't just doesn't connect yeah. to me. So, so I, I actually like really enjoyed Beat Saber. Like uh, when yeah. it first came out, I got it, enjoyed it, played it loads. I was sort of at a bit of an advantage when Beat Saber was at EGX with with the PlayStation because mm-hmm. yeah. people were queuing to play it because they wanted to play it for the first time. And I'm like, I go up and they give you the control and they're just about to say, oh, like, we'd recommend medium. I was like, no, expert. <laughs> yeah. And then you play it and they go, oh, you must play this one. Like, yeah. I said, I said, the reason I only went to try the PlayStation one was I was just interested in how the tracking would handle it. Yeah. Especially on expert mode where it's fast movement and, and like, you're swinging all over. I thought, how's the move controls going to handle, like, that t- sort of tracking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... They did kind of flop with the controllers. The the new one, the PSVR two, looks wicked. The, the yeah. eye tracking and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just bought a PS four this month. PS four, PS five this month. Yeah. Because we don't know when PSVR two is coming out. I think without the chip shortage and things like that, it might have already come out by now. But possibly this, yeah. at least this year, right? But that's that's another big issue that's gonna maybe hold it back. But they did say in, I think, the Resident Evil trailer March when it, next year yeah. that a VR game's coming out on the PSVR 2. So that's maybe what they're looking for, that March. I think I think the problem is on that, with that Resident 4 trailer, like, I'm always like, did they just mean the, the standard edition is <laughs> coming out in March? You don't know when the <laughs> VR version is going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was something that I was going to, I was thinking as well. It is 
It's bit, yeah, it's misleading. You just don't know because yeah. they could announce it tomorrow and say, yeah, it's out in September, but you just don't know what's going on. No. I think Xbox, Microsoft have, have been paying stupid money to get first dibs and a lot of the all the chips and things yeah. like that. So it's been very difficult to get it going. But PS5 is, I like the, the new controllers. Yeah, definitely. New controllers. Like yeah. Game, the, the haptics. Game changer on the, yep. the way they're yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. That's going to be like, you're going to have that, the, the face um, vibration haptics, as well, yeah. haptics, sorry, and the controller. So I'm looking forward to that. The PS5 I just bought for a select few games, like Last of Us 1, haven't played number 2, Ghost of Tsushima, and the Horizon games. Yeah. Played God of War years ago, and I thought I didn't like it, but the new one, I played a couple of hours, and I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. I know I've, it's got, that, yeah. I've got Man, Man Day release, but that's just because I kept my money for a graphics card, and then obviously you've seen the issue with those. <laughs> with the 30 series, and I was just like, yeah. Fine, I'm gonna have to try and get myself a PlayStation instead because I'll. I, I have always said I would have bought a PlayStation 5 when PlayStation VR came, 2 came out. I'd just buy them together, but then when that issue with the 30, 30 series cards, like, I might as well just get the PlayStation ready, less of an output when the PlayStation VR 2 comes out. Uh, yeah, 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 I get that, because that's what I did. I was gonna wait till they both come out, and because it's so hard to get a PS5, I saw it come up and I was like. You know, it wasn't cheap. Yeah. I got extras with it, which I'm going to sell and stuff. So it's not too bad. I'm enjoying what I'm. I'm to be honest, I haven't. I played it a bit, but not as much as you think somebody would play it who just got a new console. Yeah. Because I, I I had PS4 Pro, PSVR, the gun, all that kind of stuff. Had a Switch, Xbox One X, had all that stuff. I sold all of that during the pandemic. Made about a grandish, and then I built a pc specifically so i could play half-life alex and yeah. i said consoles never again don't need that pc everything's in one place i can you know i'm going to miss some exclusives but you know if you're on pc microsoft exclusives do come eventually playstation oh i guess okay nintendo they're starting to now aren't yeah. they? like we've got, yeah. got horizon we've got god of war and, and days gone and things on pc now like, yeah, but that's way after. Over. It's way after the yeah, PlayStation way release. Way after the... release, they've made yeah, they yeah. made the money and they're like, let's make a few other uh, extra million or whatever they make, yeah. bringing out, which is which makes sense. But I heard that they're going to be doing that more, more so moving forward. Yeah, but then they'll have to keep the exclusivity for at least a year, otherwise yeah. people are just going to start. Yeah, people won't be buying um, PlayStations; they'll just be buying PCs. Yeah, <laughs> so. It's gone. I thought was all right. It got a bit repetitive. It was crazy with all the zombies coming. I thought that was great, but I didn't. I didn't see it through. Yeah, I know. I got um, like my PlayStation Five had some use because there's games I come out on PlayStation VR first, which I've been playing. Like Frat was out first on PlayStation. Yeah, Moss Book Two's out on PlayStation. Um, so I've got use out of that. Of um, I know like the day I got the PlayStation, the day PlayStation Five come out, I jumped into some games to see. How it improved loading times and stuff because obviously mm -hmm. they're saying even if you haven't had a psvr any sort of enhancements from it they've got quicker loading times and the two um i know iron man was it terrible for loading times on like they even had mini games on the loading screen on iron man so people weren't bored when it was low oh, and um, so but on playstation it's like an instant load type thing the loading screens like pop up when they're gone 
Um, which I thought actually got around to playing Iron Man properly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Iron Man. I think I sold my all that stuff at the time when the Iron Man demo came out. Yeah. Um, thought it was alright. I'm not into all that kind of comic book stuff. So it was it was it was a good kind of what they did. It was something fresh. Yeah. And then I, I didn't really. I sold all my my gear, but I do kind of. I'm not going to do it, but I wish I did have a PSVR because I could see the difference between games, and I've got like. A, 60 plus i'm sure you've got loads more but digital titles just for vr yeah and I'll, I'll go through the playstation store look at vr and i go actually i never got to play that and they're exclusive so yeah I'll, I'll hold off though i will hold off yeah i can imagine the um with the way they've had backlash before over the lack of backwards compatibility especially when microsoft ran it all in and i know they started to to do that i think i think they'd be making a big mistake if they didn't make the playstation vr games backwards compatible with PlayStation VR 2, I think the only thing that would be the issue in that area is are these developers going to take the time to, to map them to the new controllers? Because obviously a lot of them are just mapped to... I mean, I suppose a, a lot of them are gamepad or, or moves, so you, mm -hmm. you're basically going to have the gamepad in two pieces in your hand, so it's just the ones where they did move only, are they going to take the time to, to do a new control mapping for the game? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, I'm by now a lot of them will be working on a sequel potentially and things yeah. like that. But I think it would be great because if there's not all the games that are out and there's only like they're trickling or slowly, it makes sense for the devs to start working on it now for release date. Yeah. Because some people are going to buy all the games or some people will get bored and they say, I'm going to need someone to play. And then there'll be a section that was, you know, like you got on the PS5, it says PS5 games or compatible with yeah. PS4 and 5. If it says compatible with the controller, people will just buy it because it's compatible with the controller, with the, yeah. the new controllers. So I think the developers should start doing that. If they're not already doing it. Definitely. Um, another game I like to see do on PlayStation VR 2 is Static. I don't know if you've played that one on PlayStation VR. Oh, yeah, I love Static. It was just something else, that game. Yeah, um, yeah, I think I would love to see him make a new one of that. I know that they could probably make the puzzles a bit more complex. I know the idea of it was every button on the controller. What they did really well was work around the hardware and say, mm -hmm. they're going to be playing it with a controller, let's make every button, but make the boxes so the hands are stuck in. So it did feel like your hands were stuck in the box because you were using a controller. Yeah. Um, but imagine like, if they could make a bit more complex puzzles where there's a box on each hand and it's like, Yes, yeah. it'd be mad. Yeah, that that I I love that game. It got really good, really good reviews and stuff, didn't yeah. it? So I did pick that up. I got stuck at one point, and then, like I said, I sold all my stuff. So there's a lot of games that I've got in my library. I'm looking forward to playing again. Yeah. So outside of that, I don't think there's any really anything else I need to discuss. I think we've hit a good point to stop. Okay. You've got a good show there. Um, so yeah, as um, Surgical's been saying, he does a show in here, and I'm going to be in his next episode. Um, so I'll, like I said, make go, go over his channel, and watch that episode as well. Um, we had a really good conversation over on on his show as well. He's a bit more prepared than I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm a I'm a bit of a uh, yeah, I I kind of he's a bit more a organized. He's a bit more. <laughs> organized i'm just like a i'm just like an unorganized mess like <laughs> yeah you're, you're like a freestyle rapper and i'm like a poet right <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that's about right yeah 
<laughs> yeah, we had a good conversation over on the channel, so make sure to go over and check that episode out as well. Um, yeah. If it's out when this one releases, which I think we'll probably end up releasing around the same day, um, I will link in yes. the description a straight direct light episode as well, as, like, as well as cheers, the man. links to his channel, so make sure to go over and check that out. Um, like I said, really good thingy. And also, I'm not sure I'm going to do it. Um, I might have put a link in the description to a link over on the VR realm. We'll give away some more games from Honor's Lab. Um, we'll give away a copy nice. of each, each game we've done. Um, I'll probably just link to a page over on the VR realm.com uh, where you just basically select which game. There'll be the three options. You can select all three if you want to try and win off like a copy of each one. Submit it and then I'll just pick some random winners and I'll um, it does ask you for an email address, not a form. I'll just email the winners and I'll mention, I'll, I'll mention on Twitter when it's been been drawn so you know whether you've won or not and um, you know that it's ending they haven't just randomly just not chose to do it um <laughs> so yeah that will like i said that i'll link down the description i'll get that set up we'll give away a copy of be a copy of uh o shape a copy of chess club and a copy of les mills body combat for grabs so make sure to, to keep an eye out for that link in the description but thank you for joining me surgical it's been a pleasure as always speaking to you Thank you for having me on. Really appreciate it. It's been good discussing things VR. Yeah, it's always nice to, to sit down and discuss VR with people who have the same passion <laughs> um, yeah. for VR. Like, you, you, sometimes you could just go on all night, but see, we don't want, want to keep you um, too long on board. <laughs> just discussing everything we can. So, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah, sorry, you just lose track when you start talking about VR. Yeah, Especially in VR, <laughs> you just lose track yeah. of time. <laughs> So yeah, again, thank you for anyone who's watched, and if you haven't already, and you like the episode, please hit the subscribe button. Also, there'll be links in the description to where you can find the audio version. It's available on Anchor and Spotify, so there'll be links down there if you want to, if you're more of an audio file than a, than a video file. I don't know what you call, call people like videos. <laughs> but yeah, there'll be links in the description to the audio version if you want to listen to it on travels or whatever. So, until the next episode, next month, thank you everyone for tuning in, and Bye. Cheers, guys. See ya.